0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this morning's service, led for us today by Karen. Just a a few notices before we start from Eric. The next issue of Sphere will be available at the end of this month. So if you have something you want to be included in it, please let Eric Chapburn have it by Monday, the 9th of August at the latest. Email it to him, his details are in Sphere or just bring it to church next Sunday. Also, uh, paper copies of the prayer diary are available if you want to pick one up on your way out. The commemorative mugs are now here, £7. So if you'd like one, see me afterwards. Uh, On your chair today, you should have had a card about our new venture, the Wellness Café. This is due to start in September, um, and we'll be opening at first on a Wednesday and Thursday. And hopefully that will expand to include all the days of the week um, eventually. Uh, we need volunteers, so if you can volunteer, you know, let me know. There's always different uh, tasks that need doing, but most of all, we need your prayers Because this won't happen unless we have a a prayerful background behind us. So please take this card home with you. Keep it where you can see it. And remember the venture every day in your prayers. Thank you. Uh, Let's just start the service now with a short time of prayer. Lord, as this day begins, we turn to you, our God. By your Holy Holy Spirit, be with us all in all we have to face. In each step we take, walk by our side. In every conversation, guide our thoughts. In all our actions, show us your way. In our challenges, grant us wisdom. And at the end of the day, we commend to you our faults, failings and frailty. Just as we commit to you our devotion, dedication, and discipleship. Amen.
1: Good morning, everyone. It is a joy to be able to look out and see so many of you here. It is a delight to welcome everyone. Our call to worship we're going to join in and say together. As we say, we come with our curiosity and questions. We come seeking answers. We are grateful for our daily bread, but we yearn for the bread of eternal life. Let us seek to be fed and filled with God's life and love. Amen. And it is a joy to be able to say, We're going to sing <laughs> behind our masks, give thanks to the Lord. You stand as you're able. God, We thank you that you are to be trusted, that you are faithful and provide for all our needs. When we feel alone in the desert, that is where we meet you. In the wilderness of our lives, we can turn to you and know that you will sustain us. We worship you and we thank you that in you there is always hope. Amen. We come now to our prayer of confession, if you would respond with the words in bold. Lord, when we fail to trust you in all things, forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we complain that you have forsaken us, you've left us, abandoned us, forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we choose to go our own way, because your way doesn't seem to make sense forgive us and help us to trust you more when we don't challenge injustice and instead accept things as they are forgive us and help us to trust you more when we keep asking for more signs more proof more of everything forgive us and help us to trust you more When we trust a little, then snatch it back. Forgive us and help us to trust you more. Amen. When we have not trusted God with our lives and walked away, we can always come back into God's everlasting arms, knowing that we are loved and forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. We're now going to have our readings. Thank you, Desley.
0: The first reading is from Exodus, chapter 16, verses 2 to 4 and 9 to 15. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out every day and gather enough for that day. In this way I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked towards the desert And there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, Thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. Second reading is John chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. Once the crowd realised that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, They got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do, the works, of, the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty.
1: We continue the theme of thinking about Jesus as the bread of life as we sing our next hymn, Break thou the bread of life, O Lord, to me. We stand if we're able. Thank you. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Amen. I wonder if you've been a bit like me um, in June and for some of July, going, When are we going to have some sunshine? I'm fed up with the cold and rain. Then... We get a heat wave, and what do we do? Oh, it's too hot. Where's the cool? Where's the breeze going to come from? And now, I think we're back again saying, oh, this rain, where's the summer gone? We're always complaining, even in jest. This is nothing new, as we heard from our first reading. God's people are complaining. They blame Moses, arguing that slavery with bed and board in Egypt is better than being free but starving in the desert. This is the first story of feeding in the wilderness, the model for all subsequent ones, the story that stitches God and hospitality together forever. God frequently listens to the complaints of the freed Israelites and, you know, always responds with grace. Quail in the evening, manna in the morning, all the proteins and carbs people need for their journey and all from the hand of God. God gave them enough food for each day and said, in effect, Trust me for tomorrow. I wonder how many times we forget that. For the first time in the biblical story, the wilderness becomes a place of plenty. God fed and protected them, but he also required them to be obedient and faithful. It was a two-way deal. In the Bible, God's provision for God's people is a key reason for faith. God's God promises to supply all needs and calls us to trust Him. Jesus speaks about this too. But what does He mean when He links the works we should do and the faith that we should exercise? Jesus shows how the Exodus story points to Him and that faith in God is now channeled through faith in the Son whom God has sent. When the crowds asked Jesus for a miraculous sign, he gave them a similar answer, that in response they are to believe in him, the bread from heaven. Jesus uses bread as a metaphor for everything that we need, not just food. But that answer raised even more questions. The living bread of which Jesus speaks Is a gift that's so much more than just to feed our bodies for the day. It will sustain us for life in all its challenges and interactions. Just as a shared meal includes conversation, laughter, relationships, and intimacy, so sharing of our lives with others can meet many needs. Yet the crowds around Jesus didn't get it. Jesus was successful in attracting crowds, great crowds, but not always for the right reasons, merely for his miraculous work. And yet, having seen his miracles, they still asked for more. Show us a sign. What sign are you going to give us? The Christ had come to them. But they had not truly, he hadn't appeared in a form that they truly could understand. Their faith was in their idea of a savior, someone who would rescue them from the Roman oppression of their nation. By rejecting their attempt to make him king, Jesus is attempting to reframe and redefine the idea of reign in the same way that he did for their understandings of the temple, of birth, of water, and of life. So they asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? And he answers very simply, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. To believe in or have faith in means an encounter with a person, one who is the way, the truth, and the life. The one who speaks to us in this peculiarly metaphorical way is the one who desires not only that we think about him, but that we feed on him, ingest him, which also implies that we could starve without him. When John Calvin was asked to explain the Eucharist, the sacrament of Holy Communion, he said that he would rather experience it than understand it. In other words, actually to feed upon the truth who is Jesus Christ, to find primary sustenance in him, is better than understanding him. Yet as modern intelligent people with the right support and guidance we expect to understand all things but what if we're, what if the thing that we're trying to understand is a kingdom that's not of this world as the bread being considered is from heaven sometimes we need to live and be able to live with mystery And enjoy the experience of actually encountering God in Christ through the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Excuse me. It's all the singing, I'm just not used to it. This raises the question about the (coughs) the link between experience, what we see, hear and touch, and what we read in the Bible. How does the one interpret or inform the other? In the temptation story, Jesus said that people don't live on bread alone, but also on the word of God. And I wonder what, this di- what light this throws on this dialogue. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray for our daily bread which is understood to mean neither an abundance or a lack, but just the right amount for the day and trusting God for tomorrow. But what do we need or want? What is essential for our day-to-day lives? Do we ever tell ourselves That actually we could do without certain things. I wonder how far our lives reflect a desire to focus on what God gives and wants from us today. How can we relate this to a world that's always planning for tomorrow? Do we trust that God will provide enough for tomorrow so that we can share what we have with others today? And I don't just mean food. It's good to ask challenging questions as we try to understand what God's work for us may be. God can deal with our complaints against him and he hears our questions. But perhaps, as always is the case with Jesus' teaching, we never get a straight answer. Perhaps it's to make sure that we're stretched by working it out by ourselves and with others or at least attempting to? How does our faith in Jesus, the bread of life, lead us to do the work that God wants? How do we know what that work is? Our natural instinct is that before we're willing to commit to work for what God wants, we need to ask more questions. But perhaps God needs us just to take that first step to make the first move in faith, trusting him to guide our next step, to know where our next meal will come from. As we do the work of God by believing in the one whom he has sent, our lives will reflect the quality of that living bread that we've shared. It's still a two-way deal because we respond in love by what we've been given in love and sharing it. Each of us has been given the gift of faith that's right and sufficient for God's work. And I wonder, as we're engaging with the task, even as we question it, what is it? Jesus puts our work as simply as he can. It's to believe in Jesus, who was sent by God and then to live a life that demonstrates it to others. May we all help and support each other to do this with words that build one another up, without complaining or criticising each other, but bringing all to Jesus. Amen. We come now to our prayers for others. And again, if you would respond with the words in bold, let us pray. Heavenly Father, giver of all good gifts, we pray for all people who willingly use their time and gifts in the service of others. We pray for all who set up and work in charitable organizations. Bless them as they so freely give of their time and talents. We pray for people who work together to bring healing for all who work in hospitals, homes, and the community. Bless them as they bring blessing to others. We pray for those who dedicate their lives to serving God in religious orders and communities. Bless them in their gifts of prayer, hospitality, and service. We pray for people with the gift of words, for teachers, writers, and communicators. Bless the seeds that they sow. We pray for those who don't feel as if they have a gift or feel as if it goes unnoticed. Bless them with the knowledge that they matter to you. We pray for our church as a welcoming community, constantly being built up by our love for you. Bless us, Lord. Amen. We bring our prayers together as we share in the Lord's Prayer. the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We sing again, Jesus the Lord said, I am the bread. be seated. Come, let us celebrate the supper of the Lord. Be gentle when you touch bread. Let it not lie uncared for, unwanted. So often bread is taken for granted. There is so much beauty in bread, beauty of sun and soil, beauty of patient toil. Winds and rain have caressed it. Christ often blessed it. Be gentle when you touch bread. Be loving when you drink wine, so freely received and joyfully shared in the spirit of Him who cared. Warm as a flowing river, shining and clear as the sun, deep as the soil of human toil. The winds and the air caressed it. Christ often blessed it. Be loving when you drink wine. Let us pray. We thank you, our God, for setting us in a world which declares your love and goodness for the gifts of sight and sound, thought and imagination, by which we know what is good and true. We thank you for Jesus, our Lord, who by his life and death and living again shows us the height and depth of your love for all. We thank you that by your spirit you bring us alive, giving us strength and peace in the family of your church. Amen. On the evening after his betrayal, Jesus ate supper with his friends. He took bread, gave thanks and broke the bread. This is for you, he said. After supper, Jesus took the cup. Drink from it, all of you, he said. Eternal God, by your presence, make this feast sacred, as our Lord Jesus was given and became the bread of life for many. So may the lives of your people be poured out in compassion for the poor, the hungry, and the oppressed, for your name's sake. Amen. For those who haven't had communion with us before, um, in this new form, I will come round and bring you the wafer, which I will drop into your hands. So please just cup your hands, there will be nothing said over it, and eat at your leisure then the wine will be brought round. And if you hold on to your cup and put it in the container on the table when you leave. I think that's everything. Thank you, Desley. Oh, if anybody requires gluten-free wafers, please indicate because I don't always remember at the right time. We pray together. Creator God, you have fed us with the symbols of eternal love. We praise you for our daily bread, for your care and provision of our daily needs. Accept our thanks now and always. Amen. Now closing hymn is longing for light.
2: In darkness, longing for truth, we turn to you. Make us your, own, your holy people, light for the world to see.
1: As we seek to do what you want, Lord, may we bring bread to the hungry, food for bodies and food for souls, strength for the journey and hope for the future. On our hearts and on our houses, in our coming and our going, in our life and our believing, at our end and new beginning, the arms of God to welcome us. And bring us home. Amen. And we bless one another with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.